Welcome to Seth Farbman on podcast from startup to stock exchange. On today's podcast, I have an opportunity to introduce somebody that um, I have been very impressed with over the last couple of weeks. And as a matter of fact, we met on LinkedIn, which is a pretty unique story unto itself because Agnes, you, you went ahead and you messaged me. And if I recall correctly, first time you sent me a, a message via LinkedIn, you had said something about startup, shareholders, and stocks. And I don't know if you remember what my response was, but my response was, you basically just said my three favorite words. So I don't know what you want to talk about, but I'm all in. And so I immediately replied, and, uh, and then our dialogue began. So I guess with that background, it's an absolute pleasure to have on the podcast today, Agnes Watson, who's the CEO and founder of a very cool new startup called Stockforts. So welcome to the show. Thank you and, so much. Um, thanks for being here. And so why don't, we, why don't we start off by you just giving everybody on the program that's listening, and it's, it's primarily consisting of entrepreneurs, uh, C-level executives, people who have either gone public, might want to go public. Why don't you give a little bit of an introduction in terms of what Stock Perks um, is or is about to become? Sure. Um, so those were my favorite words as well when we connected. So when you replied, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shareholders, startups, and investors. No, Stock Perks, I am so, so excited. This is something I have wanted to do for about 13, 14 years. So my background is investment banking and then investor relations. And, and when I was investor relations at Microsoft, one of our, um, our CFO came downstairs and say, hey, you know, over 30% of our shareholders are retail. What could you tell me about them? Like, we want to do a better engagement with them. Could we do something? Could we send them something? Could we talk to them? And I was like, there is nothing really that, like, no, just forget it, move on. And we ended up doing some work around it and came back two weeks later with a deck that my friends at Microsoft still have that basically said, okay, here's the change in retail ownership for the last 10 years. That's as good as we get. So ever, ever since then, I've wanted to do something where we engage retail shareholders and reward them and make them feel like more part of the company. So it's been on the back of my mind for literally like 13, 14 years. And I used to travel to Japan for work. And in Japan, they have these great books that used to be published. And in the books, uh, you have perks. And there's about 2,000 companies in Japan that offer perks if you're a retail owner. Um, and it used to fascinate me that everybody would get really excited at the beginning of the year that would purchase these ginormous books. And the books were basically a directory, like here's this company, here's what they do, and here's the perk and call them up and get it. Um, and then a couple of years ago, in like 2018, I was talking to Scott Ganales, who was my ex-boss at iPrio, and said, hey, thinking of creating this app for stock perks, uh, do you know that some companies, and there's a few in the US that offer perks if you're a retail shareholder? And he turned around and goes, you know, I purchased my first car, a Ford, using a Perks program like 20 years ago. I wonder really? if they can do that. That far back. Okay. Like, that's exactly what it is. That's, that's pretty interesting. And, and even from the, um, the startup perspective, you know, I always say that uh, sometimes the best launched companies are these ideas where they just gnaw at you for years and years and you kind of push it away and it's like, nah, that's never going to happen, or no, I'm too busy, or nah, it's not a good idea, and it just keeps coming back at you and keeps coming back at you, and so this is something that's been uh, brewing in your mind for 
over a decade, and you, you finally decided to, uh, to pursue it. And now, it, when we were talking about it, it sort of struck me that the term perks um, could sort of be like a double-edged sword, because the way you were describing it to me, it's a perk to the shareholder, but it seems to also be a perk to the issuer as well, right? I mean, what are the benefits that, that they get by having this program or program like this in place? Oh, for sure. So all of a sudden you have much better engagement with companies, much more direct engagement. Um, you find out more about who they are, where are they, what else they hold. So you have a clearer picture of, it's not just this retail shareholders numbers of X amount of thousands or millions. It's, it's you actually start grouping them up. You're like, you realize what they're doing and where they're located and you can connect with them. You can send them communications. You can make them feel more of the company. All of a sudden, they are more loyal to you. They vote with you. They talk about you in a much more positive way. They're, all of a, they feel like they're part of the company. The same reason you reward your employees because you get so much back from them. You reward your shareholders because you get so much more from them. You know, it's an interesting point because, you know, as a transfer agent, I would say that one of the most asked questions that we get from CEOs um, often are, are, tell me about my shareholders or how can I get more information about my shareholders? And, you know, the average company really only has a couple hundred shareholders of record. And what we try to do is we try to distinguish that um, a couple of shareholders of record is on one side. But then um, the shareholders in street name could be thousands uh, or tens of thousands. And they're like, well, just send me that list. I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. That's called a Nobo, right? And that you have to order. Um, and um, and that, that's where, really where it drills down to get access to that data. And it's, it's a process and you have to order it and it's expensive. And so really what you're doing, and we were talking the other day to a shareholder who had like 200,000 um, individual shareholders, and I think he was able to, to, to glean some of that information, whether they were on, on, on Robinhood or whatnot, but you're giving these, these issuers um, another opportunity to really um, not just understand who the shareholders are, but find, find this, this data, and data in this environment is really king. Correct, correct. So figure out, you know, uh, what ages are they? Are they on the older side? Are they on the younger side? And then even you could tweak perks to engage those kind of shareholders that you want to target and get more excited about. Um, and data is keep, and you're, you're right, 30% of the market is held by retail hands and we don't really know who or where those retail shareholders are or how companies can engage with them. You know, I'm fascinated by the fact that you're going on this journey and we, we're catching you at the beginning stages. Um, and, and I'm hoping in, in two years or three years, we're going to have a follow-up um, and we're going to hear about the success that you've had. But let me ask you this question. So on some companies, when you're launching it, you have a product or service and everybody knows what it is that you do. It's just a matter of trying to explain why you're cheaper or faster or better you know, if you're in the, when I was in the Edgar business or I'm in the transfer business, they know what, what I'm selling. I don't have to try to educate them. I feel though with a company like Stock Perks, because you're unique and you're bringing, maybe you're bringing to the US something that they've done in Japan or something that hasn't really been done uh, here, how do you find the, uh, the challenge of, of educating, um, you know, public companies about what, what you're doing or the value add that you could do? Do you find that it's a, 
uh, it's a long educational process to explain to them what it is that you're doing? I think uh, both companies and retail investors get it very quickly. The biggest response we ever get back is, are you sure this doesn't exist? When we're talking to retail investors, like it feels like something that should exist. And we're talking to companies, quite often we get, you know, that's the first question we get asked. Like, do you offer a retail perk of some description? I'm a shareholder. Do I get a discount or something? And the answer has always been no, because it's been too hard to implement. And we figured out a way to make it easy. Um, so yeah, everybody gets it because I think everybody's thought about it in the back of their mind, but just hasn't figured out how to do it. Well, I think in, in the back of everybody's mind, every shareholder sort of has this what's in it for me mentality. Um, and if the, if the issuers can accommodate that, why not? You know, when, when we do, as a transfer agent, when we do, when we do IPOs, um, everybody's very excited to get let's, for lack of a, of a more formal world, let's call it a tchotchka. We get a deal cube, right? Um, I remember when I was a practicing attorney, my first deal out of law school was for the, uh, for the WWF, and we got like this little wrestling ring uh, with Hulk Hogan. I was very excited. I didn't care about the $100 million transaction. I cared about my, my $20 deal cube. Um, so people like getting these little, these little presents, these little uh, perks. Um, what are some of the perks that you've seen um, companies want to give out or what are some of the perks that you envision uh, that companies can give out? And let me follow up that question with, um, and you and I have spoken about this, what if you're a company that doesn't have a perk to give out? Uh, I'm sure that's, that's a question that some of the listeners are thinking about. If, if I'm a biotech company, if I'm a pharma company, I'm not necessarily giving out uh, a needle, a syringe, you know, what, what, what can I, what kind of perk can I offer to my audience to bring them into a community that would take advantage of your, of your app? Yeah. So great question. And we actually have a creative team and some creative people that can help companies create perks. So, you know, they come in there, they can be discounts or free items, but I think some of the coolest perks are ones that we're talking about, which are more experiences. We were talking to a distillery and they were saying, yes, you know, we can give a discount to people who, um, who buy our whiskey in the stores, but wouldn't it be cool if the more shares you held, maybe we could organize once a year, like a distillery tour and you get limited edition whiskey that you as the shareholder are the only people that can get that and do that. So it, it's fun being creative and it's fun That's to cool. come up very unique things that you can't get. You know, we were talking to another one and thinking about in new products. You know, we, if you're if you own a certain number of shares, we could send you a basket of new products that we're thinking about launching. Get your thoughts and feedback. And again, it's it's making you feel special, making you feel like you're part of the company that is key to this. It's discounts are great, free items are great, but you know, if we can do something extra, which it's even better for both for the companies and for the investors. So you're not just relying on the company to come up with that solution. You, you, would, you would, in theory, try to help them come up with something that you think would resonate with the shareholders. Absolutely, absolutely. And we actually have some teams that kind of do the creative part of it. They're amazing. That sounds like a fun job. That's, that's like a fun job to wake up every day and try to come up with that kind of uh, package. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a question that, that I think a lot of people would, would like your insight on. You know, I found that a different, different services or, or any business for that matter, when you're, when you're launching a company or trying to scale a company, sometimes the battle is trying to navigate to the, the way to the decision maker um, and trying to figure out who, who the decision maker is. 
you know, when, when I'm selling, uh, you know, transfer services or background check services, am I trying to approach the CEO, the CFO, uh, the general counsel, um, you know, and, and, and I, I once heard from Tony Shea, who, who spoke at a, at a conference, that different, different things make different people happy, right? If you're pitching to the CFO, he's going to care about savings. Um, the CEO may care about uh, the reputation. So on this type of a product, are you, are you trying to reach more of the IR uh, type of decision maker? Is it more compliance, dealing with proxies? What's the, um, who, who, who you're trying to make happy at the, uh, at the company level? Yeah, so we're always starting off with the IRO uh, for a number of reasons. That's who we understand. That's where our relationships are, where, and they are the ones that actually have the relationship with the retail shareholders as well. But we sometimes find that when we go into the companies, we start with the IRO and they point us in the direction of the business development team or the marketing team or the finance team, depending on what kind of perk they are thinking about. I think it links back to IRO uh, because ultimately shareholders that's the group that it falls under but we're finding ourselves dealing with different areas of different companies as well you know it it seems to me that when i first when i first started hearing about the the perks it sounded um i don't want to say like a a light-hearted uh type of a business but it sounded uh, as as the word perk um connotes that it's it's sort of a uh, a coupon a giveaway but if we drill down, it really can become a significant uh, service or a significant tool for the issuer because you're, you're potentially using it as a communication device. Um, I, I think you had also said that it could come into play during proxy season. So I think it's always important for a, uh, a CEO to think about the different ways that a tool or a product or a service can not just stay in its narrow lane of what it was developed for, but other ways that it can be utilized. So talk to me for a second about how this, you know, simple perk idea can be used, whether it's for proxy season or uh, other ways of shareholder communication. Sure. So if you think about if you're a corporate at the moment, how do you communicate with your retail shareholders? You do it through your website. Right. right, so you invest in making your website easily accessible. You try to make the key questions that you get answered easily there. You want to introduce the investor relations team to the retail investor, but you're hoping that you, Seth, go to my website and have a look at that information. It's very much onto you. All I do is make the information available. So what we're thinking of, wouldn't it be great if you have an app where you have your perks in the perks is the hook, but then later on the companies can actually push a button and communicate all their important investor information through that app. So rather than you go into your 10 different companies that you own shares in, you go to your one app with notifications that here are the quarterly calls with these companies. This is the date they are, reminders about them. So you don't have to search for the information. It comes to you. Um, the other area that we're looking at is marketing. Wouldn't it be great if companies could and investor relations with regards to perception studies and the marketing team with regards to simple questions, again, go to their shareholders, which are so much more likely to respond and answer accurately and more correctly and have a desire for the company to do well because they own shares in that company. They want you to succeed. They're already vested in making sure you do well. They believe in you. And all of a sudden, if you're asking them a couple of questions, I want to answer them because I want you to get the right answers. I want 
want you to take them into consideration. I want you to do better because I believe in you. I hold your shares. So it'd be great to kind of add those parts to the perks. And the final one is start building a community around retail investors where you can start getting market sentiment of them, where they can talk to each other, where all of a sudden, you know, some people, especially millennials and the new, um, the, the younger uh, people I'm thinking of my my kids don't really know who to invest in or how to invest. And Wait a minute, when you're talking about young people, you're not talking about people our age. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> no, 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 Seth, I just want to clarify. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had to interrupt. Okay. Not my grandparents. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, help them build a community where they can bounce ideas and thoughts around each other. You know, even simple questions like how is the retail community feeling about the current market? Are they planning on investing more? How are they feeling about their jobs? And, and touch the area that we don't really touch on. Like we have perception studies of institutions done all the time, but there's a missing element of about 30%, which is the retail investors. Wouldn't it be great if we tapped into them to try to understand them and that part of the market? And yeah. I think that you touched on something that's really important in today's day and age, and it's not available to every company. And that is that, that element of community so often you see some of the companies that really explode and that really blow up, whether it's with sales or with messaging, it's because they've been able to develop this community around, um, around their objectives and around their, their goals. And if you're able to, to, to offer a tool by which to develop a community, um, and, and, and you know that these are shareholders, so there's already an affinity towards what the company does or uh, what the company is offering or what the company is selling. Um, that, that community tool is something that I think is, uh, is, really, is really valuable and, and, and should be pretty interesting to see. Um, anything else that we should know about either stock perks or about what it takes to launch a company or not just a company, not just any company, but an app at that. Cause I always find that launching a company that requires technical skills is, is 10 times harder than, than, than the average company launch. Yeah. And Surround yourself. Anything, really anything that you think can benefit um, either those that are listening who are thinking about launching a company um, or those that might uh, have an interest in stock perks as a whole. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of answers to that. Firstly, with regards to building an app part in the technology side, surround yourself with clever engineers, like ones that know what they are doing. So we did a prototype of our app um, over a year ago to make sure that it worked well and what we were doing, you know, our theory behind it was going to be successful. And we did it as a website. It worked great. But we realized the way to succeed is to have really, really clever engineers, like enterprise level engineers who know what they're doing, build the app. And that, that's what we got. And we were incredibly fortunate and lucky to find a number of them. Now, my husband um, is, used to be the CTO of iPrio. He understands the space really, really well. That and helps. I, that helps. It does help. <laughs> or, marry, or marry a CTO if you can, you know. Marry a CTO, that always helps, right? But technology, yeah. It, it, it seems easy and you can kind of say, let's build an app. But actually, the back end of it is incredible. To get it right is, and make it look simple and easy. Oh, it's hard really hard, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I am blessed every single day to have a clever, clever technologist in the house who's my, um, my help desk. With right. regards to stock perks, you know, it's free to the retail investors. And we're getting an exciting cohort of companies on board. Um, and I think it's finally an app that can bring the community together to, uh, these 
some of these products exist at the moment and nobody knows about them. Wouldn't it be great if you had one app where you can find them really easily, redeem them and actually build the community around it? And I think that's what's really, really exciting for me. And also building, come, making something come to life that I've been thinking about for so many years. Like I was talking to Microsoft uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago and we both sat there thinking about when this came about was when we were in that room together with our CFO, who was at that time, Chris Liddell, who came in saying, hey, what can you tell me about retail holders? And my colleague at Microsoft was like, I remember that day when we both stared at each other really? going, nothing, we don't know. So it was amazing that she remembered it, I remembered it, and 14 years later, we're building it and making it come to life. And we're planning on having this, the first version of the Stock Perks app in the store in a couple of weeks, which is super exciting. And probably the first cohort of companies a little bit later on. That's great. Well, it's an amazing story. We're looking forward to, uh, to watching as you progress. Um, thank you for the time. Thank you for the information. You know, for, for somebody like myself at VStock, where we don't have an app and we don't have um, anything to give away, this is my version of a stock perk. We invite great people on that can give valuable information and that's my version of a stock work so old school but uh thank you for joining and uh we wish you the best of luck Seth, Seth thank you so much for everything your support right. and this thank you okay. bye bye bye